Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Good morning, this is Jay, and thanks for joining us in the podcast today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we are at, what we are thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for God's rule and reign. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the people of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. Today we are reading Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry, and I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength. 
O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him, and is recompensed before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. After reading and reflecting on this passage, I became aware of the importance of seeing and preparing for the glory of God. Chapter 40 marks a shift in time and tone in Isaiah's ministry. Prior to this chapter, Isaiah's audience was prior to the Babylonian exile, and he was addressing a nation in rebellion to God. Now Isaiah's audience are those who are in Babylonian exile and have already reaped the consequences and judgment for their sin. Isaiah is now speaking words of comfort and and encouragement from the Lord and calls Israel amidst their exile to prepare the way of the Lord. The good news from Isaiah is that the Lord is coming not to destroy or judge them, but rather to conquer their enemies and be their shepherd who will tend to their needs and guide them. And most importantly, The glory of God is going to be revealed, which was God's intention for Israel in the first place. When you go back to the beginning of the book of Isaiah, you see how important the glory of God is to Isaiah's ministry. In chapter 6, it talks about how Isaiah saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of glory. So Isaiah had this this vision of God um, prior to his, his ministry, and in contrast to that, you see a nation of Israel who has lost its its ability to see the glory of God. And uh, he's told, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. I think the glory of God is essential to the life and vitality of a Christian in our relationship with God. I think what you see throughout the, the rest of this book up until chapter 40 is God's judgment and um, punishment of Israel and them being led into exile. And But now we come full circle in chapter 40 where now we see the glory of God again. The glory of God is coming to the people of Israel. And it says in verse 5, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. So what I love about that is that despite Israel's faithlessness and dullness, God still does a work in them. And God still has a purpose to show his glory to Israel, um, which was God's intention for Israel in the first place. And 
And in making preparations for the Lord's coming, you have to realize that like when God's coming, big things happen. The the metaphor is that Isaiah uses about mountains being made low and valleys being made up, made up, um, speak to how transformational God's coming is and how that impacts the world. It it's uh, it was also used by John the Baptist when Jesus came to earth and John the Baptist said, "Prepare the way of the Lord and repent and be baptized." And so when when God is coming, it it causes transformation, it causes change, and, and it calls us to action. And so I have, I have two applications for you and for myself. Um, first of all, is, is to start praying. Pray that you would desire to see and declare his glory, that we would not be like Israel and be dull but that we would continually pray and ask God to give us the desire to see and declare his glory. The latter part of chapter 40 that I read, um, they're up in the mountains declaring this good news of, of the Lord coming. So it's not just to be uh, seen, but also but to be declared. So that's my first encouragement. And secondly, is to consider what preparations can you make that would allow for God's glory to be seen, not just by you, but by others. So let's take a moment right now uh, just to pray and ask God to give you the desire to see and declare his glory. And secondly, uh, maybe ask him or, or and think through what preparations can you make in your own life that would help foster seeing God's glory and others seeing God's glory through you.
Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. And first of all, I have to confess, and I, I think we have to confess, that sometimes we are dull and we don't desire or, or see your glory. Thank you, God, that you were faithful to Israel. And I ask God that you would be faithful to us, that, um, that you would use us to be a, a vessel, a conduit to display your glory. We want to, to love you above all else. We want your glory to far exceed any other glories that, that we love. Uh, we also know from this pas passage, Lord, that uh, flesh and flowers and grass, they, they fade, they don't last, but your word lasts forever. Um, so help us, Lord, just to bank our lives on the sure promise that you are coming, that you are coming a second time um, to set up your kingdom and to destroy all enemies and to reestablish your rightful rule and reign. Um, but God, I ask that you would uh, give us a desire and, and give us eyes to see your glory and the confidence and, and the freedom to declare your glory as well. And that through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.